Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, welcome to Grab Your Keys. I'm super excited today that I have Kevin Broden with us. He is a partner at Success Mortgage Partners, the um, company, the mortgage company that I work for. Thank you so much for coming and being on today, Kevin. I can't believe I'm here live. I'm so happy to be sitting in your office doing this. I know. It's so special to have you here. It's been a great day today. We had a great function earlier today. And I thought while Kevin was here, we really should talk about some keys to success. Okay, great. And um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about how your how your special journey into the mortgage industry came about? Okay. Um, thank you. Again, thanks for having me. I love being here. I love seeing your beautiful office and all your thank great you. teammates. Um I started in the real estate business uh, 29 years ago, and so uh, I did a lot of jobs at a real estate company. I was a buyer's agent to a big, powerful realtor, and uh, then I kind of became my own agent, and my wife became the buyer's agent for that big, powerful agent. Um, That's how we met, and we ended up getting engaged (laughs) from meeting at the real estate company. Um, And then I elevated to, uh, I got a great job in the industry as the regional director for REMAX for the state of Michigan. And so that was a pretty interesting job. I spent about four years in that job learning a lot. And uh, after 11 years of doing real estate, I decided I wanted to be in the mortgage business. And I met a father-son team that owned a mortgage company at the time and a title insurance company. And uh, they asked me if they sold me a piece of their companies, um, would I come and help them grow? And I said, I have a great experience in recruiting and retaining talent, and uh, and that's what they were lacking, and I was lacking the discipline and the structure. I couldn't really start my own mortgage company, and um, they already had that, so we were perfect partners, and we've been together for 18 years. And, that's great. Uh, and over that time, I've done a lot of jobs at the mortgage company, but predominantly, I focus on recruiting and retaining talent. And you do a great job at it, and we're, we're super lucky to have you. So what do you feel, I mean, you've had so much experience in the real estate world and in the mortgage world, I mean, 18 plus what? Uh, I mean, 29 years yeah, old, 29, yeah. yeah. So um, what do you feel three special keys to success are that our viewers could un- go and take something, take, have some takeaways with? I think the three things, uh, predominantly that salespeople, but I think this works for any facet of the industry, um, that if they could really master clarity, focus, and execution, they'd see drastic changes in their results. Right. And um, I believe that if you're clear on your mission, if you focus on doing the right things instead of doing the wrong things, and if you clear out every obstacle so that you can execute at the highest level, I don't know any salespeople that do fewer transactions or fewer closings if they were focused on those three things. So for me, it's always about clarity, focus, and execution. And uh, for those that get that, I think they have extremely successful sales careers. And for those that don't, I think they constantly struggle based on interest rates and market conditions and inventory levels and all the things that impact our industry. But clarity, focus, and execution for me are the three keys. Um, How often do you think that someone on a daily basis needs to focus on clarity, focus, and execution? The entire day. I mean, it's... uh, 
you know, if you learn something new, hopefully that gets into your short-term memory, and then for a select few, it becomes part of their long-term memory, and for a very small group of people, it becomes a habit, and then for about 1% of the people, that becomes their culture. And right. so the ultimate goal is to understand the importance of clarity, focus, and execution, and build that into the culture of who you are. And if you do that, then it doesn't really matter how many hours because they're all fun. And if you're doing things that you love, that you're great at, and that drive your economic engine, that's really doesn't feel like you have a job anymore. And so clarity, focus, and execution has given me that, um, where I feel I'm lucky to get to go to work because I'm always doing something that I'm good at, something that I like doing, and something that makes me money while I'm doing it. Yeah, love that. We talk about high payoff activities often. Yes. How does a, a realtor or a mortgage person or any salesperson figure out what their high payoff activities are? And what would you think is a great high payoff activity for a salesperson? Well, that's a great question. And it's hard to figure out sometimes, right? And uh, none of us were born to be great at all these things all of a sudden. But um, one of my mentors, and I have a few, but one of them is a gentleman named Carl White who resides in the Tampa area. And uh, about 12 years ago, <clears throat> Carl made me do an exercise that I had never done before. Um, but he made me get out a yellow pad and he made me write down every single thing I did every day for 15 work days in a row. So from Monday through Friday for three weeks, I wrote every single function that I did and I had 89 uh, tasks that I had done in those th three weeks. And at the end of the three weeks, he called me on a Friday night after I completed the task and he made me get out a green highlighter. And I had to highlight only the things that I loved, that I was great at, and that drove my economic engine. And only five of the 89 were highlighted. <laughs> so 84 of my 89 tasks, I didn't either love, I wasn't great at, or they didn't make me money. And he said, great, your new job is to only do those five things, and we're going to find someone else to do the other 84. Wow. And I embarked on a journey that day to eradicate the other 84 from my life. And... Um, took a couple of years, but I successfully was able to do that. And now I only do those five things. And so it's a, it's a great exercise and I highly recommend people trying it. It's a little tedious because you have to do it for more than a day. You right. know, it doesn't work if you just do it for one day, but after 15 days, and, and that would really determine what your high leverage activities are. And I think any of us who that are in sales, we know what those things are, right? We need to build relationships. We need to deepen existing relationships. We need to create new opportunities. We have to give value. We have to give more than is expected. We, we know the things we have to do. The hard part is actually executing. And right. so, you know, distraction is, is the enemy of focus, right? And in our world, there's a lot of noise and uh, we all fall prey to it. And with the social media reality and just the, the realities of the American workplace, distraction is something that's real. And what I've learned is those that can eradicate a distraction from their life have a greater opportunity to focus, and that's how you do more high-leverage activities. Absolutely, and I've done that exercise that you did, yeah. and it is amazing. And people, when I ask people on our in our group to do it, sometimes they're like, why are you micromanaging me? And it's really not micromanaging, it's really illustrating the things that you're great at doing and the things that you don't like doing and how can we get the things that you don't like doing off, off your, your plate. plate because someone else might love those items and be able to do them faster and and drive more business in a different way. Well, what I've learned is exactly what you just said. What may be a low leverage activity for me is a high leverage activity, activity for yes. someone else. And so 
if we can build the proper teams and have those people on the team all operating in high leverage activities, even though those are different things for different people, that's when you start seeing tremendous results that are, um, you know, it can really mushroom from there. Because if you spent, and I know you actually do, but the average person doesn't, but imagine if you spent 36 hours a week only doing yes. your high leverage activities, I think you'd have more business than you knew what to do with. Well, we had gone on that trip um, and written down our high-level, um, high-payoff activities. And another mentor of mine also told me to do that years and years and years ago. And sometimes you get away from it and you have to be brought back into it. Absolutely. So I love what you said today about putting it on a laminated piece of paper and having it. I actually have it on a Word doc and I have it up with all of our data points. So I think that that's great. Um, who do you admire? Oh, I've had a lot of mentors. Um, yeah. I've been very lucky um, from a business standpoint. Um, you know, I mentioned Carl White. He's been a major influence in my life. He owns a company called the Mortgage Marketing Animals down in Florida, and he's um, been invaluable to me. Um, another mentor of mine is a guy named Tony Jury, who lives in Flower Mound, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, and he's been critical in helping me think at a different level. Um, a guy from Destin, Florida named Dale Vermillion, who's familiar to many in the mortgage industry, and he's been uh, an extremely important person uh, for me. He's taught me a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, a woman named Allison Johnston has been really instrumental in my life. She's taught me um, servant-style leadership and how to lead people properly and uh, and to do it from a non-ego place, and that's been important in my growth. And so I've been so lucky to have <clears throat> many people. Um, you are a mentor of mine. I've learned a lot from you over the years. And, uh, and what's great is I've been able to form friendships with each of those five people I just mentioned, yeah. too. And so not only my learning and getting better at my craft from the lessons and the teachings of those five individuals, but I also made five really close friends of mine, too, yeah, over the years. Great. So it's, I've, I've been about as lucky as a guy can get in the, in the mortgage industry. Yeah, I agree. And you, and you, but what you, what you give, you get. Yep, absolutely. So if that is true, and you give a lot, and you mentor a lot, so that's always great. So if you had any other career to be in, what other career would you choose? I mean, I know you love. Well, yeah, my, <laughs> my next career is going to be uh, something baseball related. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm a baseball guy. Um, my son's a baseball player. Um, it's part of our DNA. Um, I love kids. I love coaching. I love helping, um, you know, mold kids. Um, and I think baseball is a good sport to do that. It teaches the importance of teamwork. It teaches mm -hmm. the importance of respect. It's a tough game to play. It's 90% mental, that game. Mm -hmm. It's 10% physical. And um, it's nice when you see young people. Uh, I think the lessons you learn by being on great baseball teams carry forward into other aspects of life. And, uh, so yeah, I'm probably going to do something in the baseball industry someday, and uh, and that would be a passion of mine, and, and that's probably something I'll pursue at some future point. That's super great. So last question is, if you um, were to talk to your younger self, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it would be, I wish I had known a little earlier in my life what the truly important things are. Because I think a lot of young people fall into this, and I did too. You, you start making money for the first time, you know, you tend to spend that money in areas that, in hindsight, probably weren't the smartest areas, you know. And uh, 
I wish I had invested a little earlier than I started to. Um, but most importantly, I wish I had understood the importance of being relational and not transactional. And it took a while for me to learn that. I was always focused on the actual closing itself, and I wasn't focused on the relationship of how the closing came to be. So I wish that I had uh, understood and learned the importance of building deep and meaningful relationships a little bit earlier than I did. But it's never too late, and you know, as long as you learn it at some point, that's the important part. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, I've learned so much from you over the last four plus years, and I'm so lucky to call you a friend of mine and a coworker of mine. And thank you for dropping in to us today. So um, thanks everyone for listening to Grab Your Keys. If you uh, know someone you'd like to share this with, we'd love you to share it or like it or comment. And we'll see you next time on Grab Your Keys.